With the prevalence of TikTok, we're seeing a greater relationship between both music and memes. From the main character meme to Little Nas X's Old Town Road, TikTok seems to be dominating what's popular in the music industry. And Alexandra Arietta, a doctoral candidate here at USC Annenberg, is researching this relationship. Prior to her time here, she graduated with honors from Stanford University and was a singer-songwriter and music producer. She also wrote for the Journal of Popular Music Studies and the International Journal of Communication, where she discussed the broader implications that music and memes often have on race and gender. And today we had the privilege of speaking with Alexandria to learn more. I'm your host, Sky Lee, and welcome to the Annenverse. Stay tuned. Thank you, Alexandria, for being here today. So how has USC allowed you to explore such a niche topic of music and meme culture? And how did you know that you could even be exploring something <laughs> that specific? I think what happened was in 2019, something very disruptive happened in the music industry that changed my research tra trajectory. And that was the release of Lil Nas X's mm -hmm. single, Old Town Road. And... I was interested not only in like how he was pushing up against genre borders um, within country music and racial gatekeeping within country music, but I was even more interested in how he was this really skillful digital creator who understood how to engineer virality, who understood like the language of meme culture online, and was able to help propel his single forward. For me, he really symbolized this meeting point between the music artist and like the digital content creator and emphasizes the fact that in order to make music right now, you often have to inhabit this hybrid role of doing both things. Can you anticipate when a, uh, what song will become a meme? So there needs to be often this like part of the song that is easily understood, mm -hmm. that is catchy, and that could be used for different types of like mimetic expressions. If artists start finding out, like knowing that like secret, could that eventually make most songs become very formulaic? I mean, it could, but cultures of virality, meme cultures, and like the niches of TikTok are so different mm -hmm. and so complex that there's like different opportunities for um, songs to exist and thrive. <laughs> In your article, The Problem with the Main Character Meme, you mentioned how memes can both reinforce yet dismantle racialized genre borders. Mm -hmm. Can you elaborate on that? Sure. So I think at that point, I was coming off my research on Lil Nas X and Old Town Road, where he was able to really push up against racial gatekeeping of country music that has like prevented black artists from um, like ascending the charts or sometimes even being characterized as as country okay. and so by asserting himself as like a country cowboy and creating like memes about that online mm -hmm. he helped to really challenge like those borders but then within the main character meme so what it means to have agency and go on okay. adventures but they were all drawing from like imagery and songs from these like coming of age movies mm -hmm. that all pretty much most of them had white protagonists that was really the case where it was like this is kind of like reaffirming racial stereotypes and limitations of how to imagine 
adolescence. Memes are often viral, so they move really fast, and like the meanings and the use by certain communities are like very unexpected and unprecedented. There's not a lot of control. Mm. So sometimes right. they can be like reaffirming stereotypes. Sometimes they could be progressive. Now shifting gears into like lip syncing. Mm-hmm. Um, in your research article, This Audio Has Potential, you mentioned how in drag, lip sync has become an art form and a mm-hmm. valued performance. But that in TikTok, when a voice can be reused so quickly, there can be cultural appropriation, par- particularly when other creators lip sync um, African-American vernacular English. Mm-hmm. So can you kind of explain the two sides of that coin and how lip sync can um, is sometimes viewed as an art form and sometimes how it can result in cultural appropriation? I think within TikTok, like there's been a lot of discourse about cultural appropriation on the platform. And it, oftentimes it's around dance choreography. What with dance choreography, um, it's been much worse because there's a lot less attribution, especially of choreography, like created often created by like these young black choreographers. So how can we combat this issue of typically white creators who are financially benefiting from dances that black creators have created. There has been an element of like public shaming <laughs> that, has, that has helped where I've seen like users in the comments um, when someone does the choreography to a viral dance, they're performing it, but they didn't come up with it. You see users in the comments being like, this was originally created by this person. You need right. to credit. I've seen some kind of like public shaming that has take, taken I've place. Seen, yeah, same, yeah. Yeah. That has like helped to create expectations around attribution and around giving credit. You mentioned this specifically in your article. The physical ability to speak is mediated by subscription within a system of platform capitalism. When I read that, I ha- I read that so many times. I still don't really understand what that means. Can you kind of explain that to me? Yeah. So I think platform capitalism is related to um, how platforms utilize user data and activity for the purposes of money and, and capital, mm-hmm. especially in thinking about how user behaviors and preferences and everything are like collected and harnessed, harvested for like the purposes of advertising, for the purposes of of data collection. And so it's just really interesting thinking about how so much of like day-to-day speech occurs online and is mediated through platforms like TikTok. Mm. And I just, during that article, I think I was thinking about the robot in Transformers named Bumblebee who uses the radio to talk. Mm, And I was just thinking a lot about how within day-to-day communication online, we are utilizing found material and audio from the internet for daily communication. And we're increasingly like mediated by that and like remix becomes a part of how we communicate in our daily expressions. And it's, it's changing some of the ways that we engage with issues like identity and with cultural formation and how we exist online. 
Um, you mentioned that when a creator uses a piece of audio, they inadvertently get connected with other creators using that same audio, mm-hmm. and they ultimately all have an attachment to the platform of TikTok now. So what are the broader implications of that? Is this part of the reason why TikTok is so popular because everyone's so dependent on like one another and they're all so connect- interconnected? Mm. There are certain trending audios that circulate and become a way of communal formation, of connecting with one another. and also So it circulates within that community? Within that community. Okay. And then you also see those songs bleed and spread beyond those communities as well within wider viral memes. And so sometimes, like we were talking about earlier, that happens in ways that people don't want. And that's where issues of cultural appropriation come into play. And sometimes for certain niches and communities, they get really excited when their songs and when their mimetic trends are used more broadly. So like one cool example was in 2021, um, there's this like Maori niche on TikTok of like indigenous Polynesian, the Maori people. And they had this song, I think it was called Highway 69 by an artist named Rob Ruha. And they were doing like a haka dance mm-hmm. to the song. Okay. But what happened was people outside of that Maori niche of TikTok started getting really interested in the dance and the song. And they started asking permission to learn it and to mm. do it. And you saw Maori creators start to provide tutorials and provide feedback for the people who wanted to learn the dance routine. And it became this like beautiful moment of cultural exchange and collaboration um, so yeah, like I said, TikTok is complicated because you can see some like rough moments of, um, exploitation of cultural production right. of people of color, but then you can also see like beautiful moments of cultural exchange take place. Right. It totally depends like context to context. How has studying memes affected your music writing? I'm not at the point where I've allowed it to affect my songwriting, but I think I am starting to think about my like production and arrangement a little bit more like ooh okay how can i how can i make sure that this can connect with people easily online and it can be easily accessible for them to use i'm starting to think about it a little bit are you still in the songwriting phase like are you still like producing music and stuff like that or are you mainly just focusing on your research no i have been i've been putting out music throughout my whole phd i put i put out a new single late last fall and and people are using it in their videos on tiktok mm-hmm. and it's also really important and re- really beneficial to like how i work on my dissertation because i'm like getting this perspective of what it actually takes and what it means to be an artist who's grappling with these different platform dynamics right it's super helpful going on tiktok is your research yeah Yeah. just to close off how do you view memes overall do you see them in a positive or a negative light um based off of what you've mentioned it does seem like there is like a nuance to it there is a gray area but overall do you think it has been um better or worse for our for the tiktok community for online communities I don't necessarily think in terms of like pros and and cons that much when I view my work. I'm more interested in like the dynamics and like the cultural context that have brought these new practices to light. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I think it's it's kind of like complicated because in terms of like 
how we engage online on platforms like TikTok. I love how platforms are noisier, they're louder, they're more musical. Like I can't look at my phone now on mute, like in order to fully experience it. I need to hear the music, I need to hear the audio. And I think that enriches, enriches the experience of being a person online. It's awesome. And what we can see happening with like musicians who are really like independent, really undiscovered and little, um, getting the chance to have their their music propelled virally for like millions of people is is beautiful. Um, but then they're also like, and people talk about this all the time, like potentially decreased attention spans. Right. <laughs> potentially um, vi- the speed of virality creates the context in which a lot of misinformation can occur Mm. very quickly, sometimes cultural appropriation. So when we look at um, online communication driven by memes and driven by like viral pieces of digital content, you see both things happening. You see extreme creativity and opportunity and then also some pitfalls too. Mm. I see. But while you're here, is there anything that you'd like to self-promote? Any projects that you like to talk about? Anything that our audience can look forward to that you've created? Sure. Um, I actually had a new article that was published today. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it is called Splice and the Platformization of Hip-Hop Production. So in that article, I'm looking at the platform Splice, which is a... Um, big database of royalty-free samples and I'm looking at how hip-hop producers use it um, in order to create their work and how like engaging with a digital platform changes the way that they work and I interviewed a bunch of producers for it and it was really interesting and really cool so I would love if our listeners check that out it's open access Ooh, okay sounds good 100 percent. i'll be looking into that that wraps up our podcast for today thank you so much alexandria for coming on here today it was a very fascinating topic to discuss with you thank you thank you so much for having me